Hey, this is Isaiah Kinderfleffa, and this is Rangers Nation Podcast. This is Joey Gallo with the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Ranger Nation Podcast. Welcome to Rangers Nation Podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation Podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now, here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. I'm your host, the Recliner Nerd, and today's episode is Now They Count. Yep, now they count. 2020 baseball season has begun, and they count. We're in a 60-game season. The Rangers had their opening weekend with the Colorado Rockies. We're going to talk about that, what to look forward going forward, how the series went, and we'll do all of that right after this. Hey, this is Joe Palumbo of the Texas Rangers. You are listening to the Rangers Nation podcast and the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rangers Nation's podcast. Today's episode is Now They Count and Get to Know That Name. That was Joe Palumbo. After today, we're going to talk about the Corey Kluber start, which was today. Um, Joe Palumbo may become a household name to you new Texas Ranger fans that don't know about the system and what's going on. He pitched uh, two innings today, uh, struck out four in the two innings that he was in when he came in when Corey Kluber left in the first inning. We're going to get to all of that in just a second, but season's here. 2020 is here. Baseball's here. Um, I was at opening day, and I want to explain it to you. And, you know, it's strange. I've watched the last two games on TV, so I'm seeing what you're seeing at home um, for the last two games. But it's really strange when you're there. And uh, Chuck, Chuck Morgan runs it just like it's a regular game. It's crazy how it is opening day. I mean, the dot race happened. He asked you to stand for the national anthem and plays the all of that. It's like that there's full stands, and I know you're seeing the Doppel Rangers that are out there, um, the Ranger fans, that, that those that paid the – the what was it the $50 to get your doppel ranger out there and you can see them behind home plate they're kind of they're kind of wild looking uh, first of all let me tell you the difference between what this year's like and of course everything's different right now with no with no fans in the stand I hope we get to do that for any of you that haven't gotten to take a tour you need to go out to Globe Life Field and take a tour that that stadium is amazing and I know the outside of it doesn't really uh, it's 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 gotten made fun of a little bit uh, around baseball and what the outside looks like. It looks like a barn or whatever. You know, there's some some of that going on out there. But uh, you really need to go in and see it. We did get to uh, before COVID nineteen hit and the the media got invited in there. We got to take a tour and t- and, and uh, taste the food. Stadium was finished. We got to walk all around and check out the stadium. Um, if you've watched uh, the the last two games, Emily and uh, John uh, Radigan Rads is they they've walked around and, and gotten to uh, the different places around the stadium of course now let me make sure you understand so normally in a normal year as a uh, as a credentialed media so you would you you have access to the, the club you can go to the clubhouse before the game you can go to Woody's office before the game uh, you can go on the field during batting practice watch batting practice during the game you're going to be up in the press box while you're in the press box, you know you stay up in the press box during the game. After the game, you go down to the locker room. Um, you talk to the players afterwards. Talk to Woody, and he has a press conference. And you go to the clubhouse to talk to the players. Um, and that's all different this year. And what they're doing with the media this year is they're forcing everyone to stay in the media 
uh, just in the press box. We're not allowed to leave the third level. So when we get there and get our credentials, we get in, we go to the third level. It's it's great. Look, you know, I'm blessed to be able to be there. I was there opening day. Um, I wrote a story about it. This would have been 17 years for my wife and I going to opening day. Um, and we have an aunt and uncle that come into town and we go every year. So even though I'm able to get credentials, I don't, I wouldn't even, even had tried for credentials this year. I wouldn't have even done it just because um, we always go as fans. Uh, I'm a Ranger fan first and foremost. It's fun to be able to do. I'm blessed to be able to do what I get to do with the Ranger Nation podcast, blogging for Dallas Sports Nation. But um, we go to opening day. It's like a tradition. I mean, that's like a holiday for my wife and I. She takes off her job. We all go. We get out there early, walk around, check it out. This year, we're going to get to see the new stadium. We were at the last game last year. I actually got credentials to the last game, not not thinking I would get them, but I did. But, I mean, so we were all prepared to go. Then COVID hit. They moved back to opening day. We got our money back on our tickets. Uh, now they're not allowing fans. The season starts. I decided I'll go ahead and try to get a credential. I got one. And the reason I did, it's really weird. Um, you know, you see uh, Evan and uh, TR and 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 uh, Levi and Jeff Wilson of the of the uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram, the, uh, Chris, Chris Halleck from Sports Illustrated. They're all the beat writers that cover the Rangers. And normally they would travel and they would take off and go on the road with the with the team. They're not doing that. We're not allowed to go in the locker rooms. The only reason, the only reason you go is because uh, you're you're doing the you're trying to get your stories and get your copy out, and you do your uh, after the game. No matter what you're working on, you're going to be talking to the players and trying to get your story and do whatever. And that's with the press conferences afterwards. You guys usually see the Woody press conference or what's going on afterwards. You guys usually see that after we do. Um, you know, if you if you think about last year, think about last year. Every time you saw a post game, you would see Woody sitting there at the at the interview podium and doing that. But when you saw players and the players doing an interview, you, you ever noticed they were always at their locker? Well, that's not how it is this year. This year, um, everything's done by Zoom call, according to MLB Baseball. And so, you know, why would you send someone on the road to do a Zoom call? We do Zoom calls. I've been on all the press conferences from my living room. Um, I do go out to the stadium because I enjoy being in the atmosphere. But it's really strange. I mean, I I can't make you guys understand how crazy it is to be there, hear the crowd noise with no crowd. It's just Strange. On TV, it, it plays better on TV. been watching the last two games. You can hear the crowd better on TV. You can't hear it as well when you're in the clubhouse, but it, it's strange to have Chuck telling you to stand for the national anthem. You're having Chuck tell you to stand for certain things, you know, and uh, when they do the dot, they did the dot race, and obviously the dots don't run like they did. You know, they would run around, and then you'd see the actual live dots. Uh, they're not doing that this year. They're just doing the dots on the board. In the old days, the way the old Ranger Stadium uh, Arlington Stadium was when I first saw a dot race way back when in the early 80s or mid 80s uh, when the dot race first came out but so we're started we're playing uh, opening day was a little crazy there, there weren't many media there um, you know just the local media that's why it was easy to get a credential I mean they're only handed out 35 credential and that includes photographers but uh, you know the the Colorado Rockies have no media here uh, when the Rangers go on the road uh, Dave Raymond and C.J. Nikowski and Matt Hicks and Eric Nadell, they're going to stay here. They're going to be in the stadium at, 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 the, at Globe Life Field, and they're going to watch the game on TV and call it from there. And that's the way it's going to be. There's not going to be anyone traveling with the team, and the, and the beat riders aren't going to travel too and, until, the, until the press is allowed to get back in the locker room. And so um, – but, but you know what? First, you know, the most importantly, baseball's playing. 
and and it's here. And here's what we've seen from the first three games. The Rangers did indeed upgrade their rotation. I mean, if you did not see how they – I mean, Mike Miner pitched a heck of a game, you know, uh, yesterday. Uh, Lance Lynn was incredible. First time for – he was the fourth Ranger ever to get – uh, to go six innings and at least six innings with the shutout. He was the fourth ever to do it on opening day as a starter. Um, and, you know, interesting story on that. We were, after the game, we were walking out to the parking lot and uh, T.R. Sullivan was talking about it. We were, we were trying to remember who else had done that. And we were talking about with Charlie Huff. Charlie Huff pitched a complete game one time, uh, shutout opening day. And he goes, 1989 against Detroit. And he goes, the, and I, teared up and cried during the national anthem and you know why that was and everybody's trying to think back 1989 you know was that the space shuttle explosion what was going on what what got tr to emotions for tr what was it and we couldn't guess of course the you know 2001 was a 911 was so we were trying to figure out what was it what what was the opening day and why did tr did it and then he said you give up and we all gave up it was me and levi and jeff and and chris halleck and alex plink we're all walking out to the cars and i said i give up what is it he goes it was my very first sporting event or the very first baseball game i ever covered as a sports writer was charlie huff's uh complete shutout game against the detroit tigers on opening day he goes i got a lump in my throat and tears in my eyes during the uh, national anthem it's pretty cool pretty cool for tr sullivan who's been here that long anybody that's a ranger fan knows tl sullivan tr sullivan you read his stuff on mlb.com he's been with other outlets over the years but that's just a fixture in there so we're here. We're playing. Uh, great game Friday night. It was a pitcher's duel. Uh, you know, Marquez is is an unbelievable. If you didn't read uh, uh, Jamie Newberg's story, wrote a story uh, looking ahead to 2025, and he had all these scenarios play out that, that go on through the shortened season. Of course, he predicted 82 games, but one of the things that he predicted was during the offseason – between 2020 and 2021, Rangers try to pull off a deal for Nolan Arenado, and all of us know that Arenado was someone that the Rangers had targeted this offseason. They were trying to get Arenado, and, and uh, there were some rumors that, that things were going, and it, did, it kind of fell apart. And then they end up still uh, uh, doing a blockbuster uh, trade with uh, with the Rockies and get Marquez. And, and boy, watching Marquez, I would love to have that guy in this rotation if you saw the way he pitched. He had uh, he had no hitter going into the sixth. Uh, the Rangers finally got to him, got the two doubles from uh, Danny Santana, and then Ruggio Dor drove him in for the one run, and that was all it needed. The bullpen came in and did their job a little shaky, but did that. And uh, and so that that was a great start to the season. It was great to see the pitching do what it did. The bats, I mean, you, you gave the bats a little bit of a break on on Friday night uh, for the reason that uh, Marquez is a, is an ace pitcher. He is a good pitcher. He he is a legitimate ace. He did great. He got into the bullpen um, and still didn't get the hits. But the you know they they won the game one to nothing. Uh, it kind of set up like a script that that that. Uh, that Woody would want when he, you know, he, the reason he kept Leody Tavares was to go in in the ninth inning, and Tavares came in. He's playing defense. Best, the the best that this defense could be in the outfield was what was playing Friday night in the ninth inning, and that's when you had uh, Danny Santana in left field, you had Leody Tavares in in center field, and then you had Joey Gallo in right field. That's the best defensive lineup that this team can throw together with what they have right now for the outfield. 
Um, Isaiah kind of Falifa, uh, you know, he's he he had a hell of a game. He went one for two with a triple, uh, walked uh, opening day. There's I've gotten a lot of flack from a lot of people about this. Uh, they're, they're, everyone's on the the Guzman bandwagon. They want to see Guzman playing first base, and you know we need to put Frazier back at third. Let me, I, I I've said this. I want to reiterate it, and I, I I want you to understand. Right now, going into opening day, from spring training and then second spring training, the best player on the Texas Rangers was Isaiah Counterfalifa. He just was. Go look at the stats. Go look at the stats from when spring trading started back in uh, originally before COVID hit. Look who was the best player with the most home runs, the highest on-base percentage, OPS, uh, bat- batting average was close to 400. He goes away to Hawaii, works out, uh, stays, get, and, and everyone wonders. You know, I, I know he's frustrated. He comes back wondering, you know, God, I'm on this hot streak. And comes back to the inner squad in the two weeks that they were, you know, the three or the three weeks they did trying to get ready, or actually it was four weeks getting ready for the season. Then you have, uh, you know, Kiner comes in and, and does the exact same thing. He he's the best hitter. I, I went to three or four of those inner squad games. He was the best player on the field. He's the best defender on the field. I I get a lot of flack over this. I can't people that I don't think people understand this. Isaiah Counterfalifa is a better shortstop than Elvis Andrus. Not because Elvis isn't a great shortstop. He is a great shortstop, but he's older. He's not quite, he doesn't quite have the range he had. I'm talking in today's day and age right now, the best shortstop on the Texas Rangers is Isaiah Counterfalifa. He's younger. He's got more, he's got more range. He's, uh, he's got the same arm. He's just, he's just a better defender. He is an unbe, Counterfalifa, the, the reason he was in the major leagues was because of his defense. He couldn't hit. He he was been two years in the big leagues, most of two years in the big leagues, because he could play every defensive position in the infield, and play it well except except for first base. And then he caught. I mean, he caught last year. He did serviceable. He was a serviceable catcher. And I think they realized, you know what? You're not a good enough catcher. Not meaning he was a bad catcher, just meaning you weren't. You're not a good enough catcher that you're as you're valuable enough for us. Just keep you at catcher. You're you're more valuable as a guy that plays stellar defense at third base, second base, shortstop. So they moved him back as a utility guy. And I don't think if y'all remember this, the kind of guy that he was. He got demoted uh, last year. He got he got sent down, and they told him he had he had come up as a catcher. He wasn't supposed to catch that much. And then we saw what Jeff Mathis did. He was not supposed to catch that much. He ended up catching more games than he was supposed to because. Uh, Going in, going into the season, I think they thought Trevino might have a shot to make the team, and then he was hurt to start the season. So Connor ends up kind of he makes the team, and he's the other catcher, he's the backup catcher, ends up catching just about half the games or more that that time. And then they realize they brought up uh, Fedorovich, remember that FedEx, and they brought him up uh, because they just needed a little bit better defend, defensive catcher, someone that done it more. And they told Kiner he, he wasn't hitting that well, and as they moved him down, they said, you know, we need, we, you're more valuable to us as a uh, – as a utility infielder. So we're going to take you, send you back down to AAA, and uh, we want you to go back down to AAA and and start playing third base, shortstop again, start getting your glove going again. And y'all don't know this, but he he was getting ready to go down. They told him the news, and he said, don't send me to AAA. Send me to Frisco because he could drive to Frisco from right there. He wanted to play that night. He goes, I don't want to wait. I want to start playing. I can play tonight in Frisco. And so they – he. 
they said, fine, okay, you're optioned to Frisco. And he took off to Frisco and played third base that night. They had told him that morning. He didn't want to try to catch a plane and get to Nashville or wherever they was. And he stayed there. And so he came back up towards the end of the season. Um, still didn't hit great. But, man, he came into this this offseason, and he's a different person. And And let me tell you what I mean by that. He has not played the last two games. Yesterday – Isaiah counter Felifa, yeah, they're batting him ninth. They're batting him ninth because you're doing with someone young like that that has earned his way on. As the you know, you may be the best hitter coming out of spring training, but it's the first time you're going to be playing every day. You have won the starting position. They weren't going to throw him in the two or three hole, and or or the four or five. They were going to put him at the bottom of the lineup. They were going to let him get it. You know, not be put in those positions because you've earned this spot. If you can play the defense you're playing, do what you're doing, and with Guzman and Bird just legitimately laying an egg, with what they did, they laid an egg. I mean, let's be very honest. They did horrible in spring training, and they didn't do enough when they came back to warrant Isaiah not getting in the lineup every day. So he comes back and earns that position. They put him at ninth. And let me tell you where they're at. And if this was a normal guy, this, so um, he gets to the, he gets there yesterday. He's supposed to start in yesterday's game. Mike Miner start uh, the three o'clock game. He goes out to warm up and he feels a little something in his hamstring. He said, ah, "It's it's you know what? There's a twinge. I don't know." Normally, I can guarantee you, he probably said, I, "I can play. Don't worry about. It. I can play." And if he was the normal utility guy and your regular was supposed to have his day off. Maybe he's just the utility guy, and Frazier has played six straight games, and he needs a day off, and Connor's supposed to go in. He goes out, and he feels a little twinge there and says, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay. I think I can play. If, if something goes wrong, we'll know later, but let me try to play. They're going to try to give Frazier the day off, and they're probably going to let him go. They didn't do that with Kiner the moment he had a twinge. He's the starter. They pull him. They say, you're not playing. You need to go get – you know, go, go, to the, go in the clubhouse. You need to get worked on get it situated we're not going to take a chance they don't want to lose him that's how good of a player he's been um they moved frazier over back to third base they put guzman in yesterday i, I love the guy if you've never met him I've, I've talked to the guy i've sat and talked to the guy one-on-one he's one of the sweetest guys with the biggest grins you've ever met he's a big guy wonderful guy just an unbelievable guy he looked lost he just looked lost and, you know, I he looked – you could tell he was frustrated. That The reason he made the team over Greg Bird is because they were going to have to do something, uh, make a move. Greg's, Greg Bird wasn't on the uh, 40-man roster. And so um, – but there's one quantifying factor that's going into all of this. And, and I, you know, you're going against an ace. And, yes, they've run into some Rockies that have pitched pretty good. But this offense is lacking. And it's uh, it's a little scary to see what they've done. They scored two runs today, two runs yesterday. So they've scored five runs in three games in the opening series. They lost two games. Um, you know, so Mike Miner pitched a heck of a game yesterday. He got in a little trouble in the fifth. He came back, uh, or in the was it the fourth? He he went into no, it's a four. I mean the fourth. Yeah, it was the fourth when he gave up the two runs. And but came back and and he his pitch count got up there. You wondered if he was going to stay in or not, but he stayed in. He came back and pitched the fifth inning, another scoreless inning. He ended up going five. Um, I know he probably wanted to go at least six, but uh, he he pitched good. I mean he 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 ran into some issues with command. He was, uh, you know, things were happening, and it, so you 
you have two good what's called quality starts. A quality start is five innings plus with less than three runs is considered a quality start. Or, you know, well, I mean, technically it wasn't a quality start because it's six innings. A quality start in baseball is six innings and three runs or less. Uh, he went five five innings with two runs. Uh, and so, I mean, it was close. He, he Pitch count was up. He probably was at, I think he was at 99 or 100. He might could have gone out for the sixth inning, but why do that at the beginning of the year when you've got a bullpen doing what it is? And so, uh, but he, but he still looked good. I mean, you looked at Mike Miner pitching. You knew he was there. He was doing good. He, you know, every every pitcher has an issue every once in a while. And he had a second inning, kind of got away from him uh, a little bit there. I mean, well, I mean, it was it was more location. He didn't. He only walked one batter, but you know, he had that inning. He just got touched a little bit, and and he wasn't putting the ball where he wanted it in that one inning. And they got him. And well, he, and a lot of it was mistakes. I mean, they gave away runs. The the rookie should have technically turned two. Uh, then Miner tried to force the ball home and threw the ball home and, and made the error. He really only got one earned run because of that situation. Ball got caught in Ruggie's glove. I mean, they're learning the field and, and doing that. And so you know he was at 98 pitches after five. He could have gone six. Um, so that's two quality starts. Then then the day we're all waiting for is today, and it's, and it's Corey Kluber. And, uh, I mean, a two-time Cy Young winner could have been an opening day starter. I mean, he's been one before. He, he had an injury season last year where he didn't pitch that many games games but uh here here he comes in and uh to go out and looked fantastic i mean he, he walked a batter they they threw him out at second he was firing on all cylinders everything looks good and then what lo and behold we're, we're all sitting there and what happens he doesn't come out for the second inning he's got some tightness or some stiffness behind his right shoulder um this is concerning i mean joe palumbo came out and that's why I said you need to remember Joe Palumbo. Jump, I mean, uh, Woody basically told us that if this is extended, if he doesn't, if uh, so, the 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 MRI result wasn't back. Uh, they really didn't have anything to report. He felt some tightness in his shoulder. It did not. It wasn't there when he was warming up today. He didn't feel it when he's warming up. He felt it a few pitches into the first batter. He went ahead and finished the inning. When he came in, he just said something about it, said, I'm feeling a little stiff or tight behind my right shoulder. They immediately didn't want to take a chance, and why would you? This is a potential ace on your team. They pull him out of there. Joe Palumbo got the notice right then. I mean, you, you talk about pitch a hell of a game. I know he started that third inning. They uh, He walked the first batter. They got three hits in a row off of him, scored two runs. He gave up the home run uh, to Trevor Story. But uh, – he came in and struck out four of the first six batters he faced. He went three up, three down in the second and third. Uh, come out for the – but this guy never – you know what the routine is for a starting pitcher? And Joe Palumbo is a starting pitcher. He made this team out of the bullpen. But he made it as a long man. They might use him in spot situations as a lefty just to do one inning. But he had to – cold. I mean, he wasn't even like in the bullpen. He's He's used to doing a whole routine to get started. And now they're going to ask him to come out and pitch three or four innings. And uh, and he just uh, came out. He, he, they told him you got as much as you need to warm up. He goes out and he does it. And look what he does. I mean, he, he goes out there. He pitches fantastic. Um, and then just a little bit of command issues in the first one. His ball started traveling up a little bit. But you're trying to get into a rhythm. And adrenaline starts it out. And so they asked Woody after the game, you know, so when that position comes up again, um, you know, what do you think you'll do? Because look, they have Jordan Lyles, who's going, they're going to skip in the rotation. If if they if Kluber needs to skip a start uh, going forward, is that 
basically Palumbo or Allard, or would you move Jordan Lyles into it? And Woody essentially said, look, as of right now, it would be Palumbo. Um, he's got the, the, you know, he's kind of got the upper hand on it. Uh, Palumbo does. Um, I've said all along that, it, you know, everyone argues about you, you had, you had Palumbo, you had Allard, you had uh, Brock Burke, and then he got hurt, so he went to the 68 DL. And, you know, people trying to talk about who is above who when it comes to it. I've said all along, Joe Palumbo is the better of those those three. Um, I like Brock Burke. I like Taylor Hearn. Taylor Hearn throws the ball hard. But of those, the guy that misses bats is Joe Palumbo. And, yes, he's, you know, he's 25, 26 years old, um, 30th round pick. He's a great story. He got, you know, he, he got into a situation last year where he pitched that first game, went about three innings, gave up a few runs. Uh, but, but if you look at his strikeouts, he struck out four in two innings today. Then he got into trouble and he didn't last past uh, four batters in the third inning. Um, and they, that's just because they're not taking a chance in a shortened season. He was struggling, brought in uh, – Chavez, who only gave up one of those runs, and uh, in the, the, the that he inherited with the bases loaded, he only got one run out of that. Got the got him out of the inning with a double play, but uh, you know, and truthfully, they should have probably had a triple play. Uh, they messed up on the relays getting back in, but um, Palumbo, Palumbo's a starter, and I've said all along I thought Palumbo would start a, a lot of games this year. Well, they've only got a 60-game season, but he would start almost as much as probably the fourth or fifth starters just because I think he's the guy that fills in. I think he will be. If he comes in and pitches the way I think Joe Palumbo's capable of pitching, by the time Kluber comes back, look, if if all goes well, Kluber doesn't have a missed start. He comes in tomorrow and goes, I'm fine. You know what? I, I slept wrong. I felt a twinge, nothing like that. But they weren't – they seemed concerned. If you watched Woody afterwards and what he said, he, he said, look, it's concerning. I mean, it is concerning. There's no way around the fact that it's concerning. Um, we didn't want to take a chance. Uh, we got him out. He just said he felt tightness behind his right shoulder. They pulled off the big trade in the offseason to get him. Um, and, you know, that's, that's the way it is. I, I hope that this isn't a normal Texas Ranger thing. And normal Texas Ranger – scenario you make a big trade you get the guy here and he turns into prince fielder i mean a lot of people complain about that trade over and over and they like to fire john daniels over it but it was a great trade when it happened the rangers needed a first baseman kinsler wasn't willing to move over there um they needed to get a first baseman that could hit they did basically an even even swap with uh with the uh tigers uh fielder comes here um, he doesn't do as well as normal when he starts out. Turns out he's hurt, and it's a career-ending injury. Uh, nothing that anybody caught on the uh, on the physicals. No one, no one caught anything, and uh, it ends up being a bad deal for the Rangers, who just finished paying him off, and uh, or actually maybe paying him this year, I think, and that pays him off. But you know, it, 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 here we go again. We we trade away Class A. We, we trade away. Um, um, the Shields, uh, it was the Shields in Class A that they sent over there uh, for Corey Kluber. And, and look, the Indians were dumping money. They had they had some some people ready to take his place, but Kluber uh, had a down year last year. He was hurt. He didn't pitch that much. But uh, I mean, look, he looked great in spring training. He looked Kluber's looked great. Now, this is a potential. This is a guy that could win the Cy Young as the third starter for the Rangers. This is how good of a pitcher this guy is. And if this turns out to be something that ends his 
you know, ends his season, it, that is you talk about Rangers and their luck. This is just ridiculous how bad that is. Uh, but but luckily, one thing the Rangers are right now is deep in starting pitching. They are deep in starting starting pitching. Um, and so they they had three guys going into uh, AAA that were that were going to be in the rotation supposedly that were ready to come up when necessary, and that was going to be Allard, Palumbo, Burke, who got hurt, and then you had someone like uh, um. Um, Hearn, God, I don't want to draw a blank there. Taylor Hearn, and and Hearn, I think Hearn's going to end up going more out of the bullpen this year. Uh, but they still, he didn't make the opening. Uh, he's on the taxi squad, but uh, you know, so they had the depth that was going to be there to come up and and come into the rotation if any of these guys needed. It's a shortened season, so hopefully. You know, you've got one through four is good going to Gibson, and then you had Jordan Lyles as the fifth starter. Um, you know, going to those five, it, it sh- you should be good. It should a shortened season. You should be able to get those guys going normally, and and in and, and you got two guys in four and five that should eat innings for you. But they do have some guys that can start at AAA that could come up and start. And you know, you've also got once uh, um, his name started uh, last year, uh, your uh, Ariel Urado. Who could? Who was probably going to start in the rotation in AAA? But he he could start. He's not a you know he's a four or five. I mean he's not an ace. Don't get me wrong. But they had people that could come up and start games, and and do that. And just the loss of Corey Kluber would be hard. It would be really bad. But I tell you right now, if Clor if Kluber was healthy and if he's back and even if he's if he's not back and they've got Palumbo they still got a good rotation they've still got some arms throwing good Ian Jabal he's been unhittable Luke Farrell's been good Jonathan Hernandez has looked great yes he's look he's he's amped a little bit I mean he's he's he got came up late last year but the guy has gotten his command back Leclerc's a little shaky I don't think he ends up keeping that role I think that he's going to eventually move down in that bullpen but I mean you have Chavez uh, you have Jabal Chavez, uh, Jabal Chavez, Hernandez, and Leclerc, who are four good arms in that bullpen. And then you have Palumbo, Allard, who made the team, who are both good arms in that bullpen that, that, that can help out as far as left-handers go. Uh, Luke Farrell has done – he was almost unhittable during, during spring training. So you've got some arms that work. All of that means nothing if you can't score runs. And this team has got to start scoring some runs. And it, these last two days, it, it was, I mean, today and yesterday, I mean, they they faced a buzzsaw Monday that just really got all over them. I mean, he, I mean, uh, Marquez was was great Monday. He just was fantastic. Um, and then the last two days, I mean, that you look, they're decent. You run into some decent starting pitching. Uh, uh, John Gray and Kyle F- uh, Freeland, who went today. And, you know, uh, Gray went four and two-thirds, I think, yesterday. Freeland ended up going six today, gave up two-run runs. And, but, the, you know, the Rangers got on base. They, but they didn't look good. And I'll tell you who didn't look good. Um, he looked good, looked good Friday, but Odor did not look good yesterday and today. He's, he's still uh, – just a little bit off uh, you know uh, I still think Odor's going to be okay he's not a five hole hitter Elvis Andrus has not looked good and Elvis Andrus should not be in the top of the lineup I've said this all along that guy's an all star shortstop batting seventh 
He seriously is. But right now they've got him in the top third. Chu is, you know, Chu will get going. That's just Chu. He's just got to get going. Solax looks good. Look good. Danny Santana doesn't look great. And you've got to remember Danny Santana. Everybody, you know, is all hyped. Oh, Danny Santana should be the starting second baseman. You know, Odor, we need to get rid of him. But Danny Santana was cut from two teams. He was designated for assignment from two teams before the Rangers picked him up, and he started in AAA last year. Ended up being the MVP, um, but he started out spring horrible. I mean, it was he was bad during spring training uh, and ended the last two weeks before the season started, and they ended up batting third. He's not a third-place hitter. He doesn't need to be hitting third place, uh, third in that lineup. So, um, honestly, if this team hangs around, if the pitching stays where it's at, if, if, if Kluber's healthy or if Palumbo comes in and does anything close to Kluber in the top four spots, hold teams where they need to, put the, put the innings together and do what they're doing, the team's got to go find a bat. They've got to go find a bat, and I would think what they would look for would be a corner infielder or a corner outfielder. Um, you know, you got Gallo and Wright. He's he's pretty settled in, but they've got to find a corner infielder. I think I think if Kiner Felipe is in the lineup, it helps. Um, I think he's one of the best bats going on the team. Um, that certainly helps if he's healthy. But you you know, um, look, Frazier is nice. He's decent, but I think you can upgrade Frazier and obviously Guzman is expendable and would probably someone's trade target. If this team falls away, then we'll talk about trades that possibly – who could be on the trading block? There are a lot of players on this team that would be attractive to other teams. And you could probably – one of the things, though, that, that is not – that they're doing this year on the trade deadline, which is August 31st this year and instead of July 31st, it's August 31st, is that they are uh, – you can only trade within your 60-man taxi squad so you can't dip into the minor leagues to pull out anyone so i don't know if the blockbuster can be made with that unless it's huge players going um you know and so i don't know i mean look this team is they're one and two uh one and two right now in the standings and with uh being that and they're one game back i mean you got houston and oakland are two and one and then you've got the three cellar dwellers with the Angels, Seattle, and Texas are one and two. Uh, and, and we head into Arizona. They're off tomorrow. Arizona comes in here quick for Tuesday and Wednesday. I'll be at Wednesday's game. Uh, but uh, uh, this team has potential. With the, the, the expansion of the, of the playoff system, uh, of the playoffs this year going to 16 teams, they could make the playoffs. I mean, easy. I mean, that's half half of the, the basically um, – you got half of teams on the 16 in each in each league that can make the playoffs to to get that thing rolling. Um, that that's a lot. That's that's half of each league, and the and the Rangers should be in that mix going into it. But man, they're going to have to get the bats going. They're going to have to hit, and some of these people have to to get going. Ref Snyder today played played. Uh, they put a right-handed lineup against Freeland, who's a left-hander. They have Ref Snyder in there, um, but Danny Santana. Look, the the best defensive. Uh, outfielder on the team is Leota Tavares. And I'm going to tell you right now, Tavares one of the best hitters I saw during that during spring training and during the uh, that little extra, uh, this little, uh, what do they call it, summer camp or spring training 2.0. Um, Tavares was one. He, he, hit, he hit the ball hard and hit it out. He hit, hit a couple of home runs. Um, that's a guy right there that covers a lot of ground in center field. So that might be someone that, that can worm his way into this. Something's got to be done. Bats got to get going. A day off. Kyle Gibson will be going on the mound Thursday. Um, it looks like that uh, 
that Lynn's going to go Wednesday because uh, they're going to skip the start of Jordan. with the day off. They're going to skip Jordan Lyles. And uh, hopefully tomorrow some good news. And we've got uh, Corey Kluber back in telling us that he feels fine. He Don't worry about it. He might need to miss one start, but he's going to be good. They're going to put him on a throwing program and get him right back out there. And he, they was just uh, made, they don't see anything on the – they don't see anything, and the only rest is just a little rest and, and, and uh, get some throwing going, and there's nothing on the MRI. Guys, that is, that's it. I was going to do something short. There, we're only about 35 minutes. There's not much else to talk about. We're going to try to do one of these once a week going out. Um, I got some uh, guests that are supposed to be coming on. We've talked about it. T.R. Sullivan wants to come on. He's going to join me. Um, I'm going to try to get him on here. Uh, Rusty Greer has been trying to work something out to get on with me. We're just going to talk to Rusty about his career and his life and growing up. Uh, we've texted back and forth a couple of times. Uh, he's uh, doing a bunch of camps that he's teaching and just uh, haven't had a chance. And so hopefully we'll get that together and get it going. Appreciate everyone for listening. Baseball is back. Uh, we are doing it again. Uh, until next time, like I say at the end of every one of these that I uh, record and everything I write, nerd out. <laughs>